1: For Wednesday, November 17th, it's The Early Word from the WNYC Newsroom. I'm Isaac Davy Aronson with a look at this morning's top news the day ahead and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, parents, politicians, and teachers had their first public forum last night to express opposition to Mayor Bloomberg's choice for new schools chancellor. And boy, did they. Beth Vertig fills us in. Plus, taking the subway to New Jersey. We start with this morning's top headlines just ahead.
0: The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page.
1: Congressman Charles Rangel, the dean of the New York Congressional Delegation, has been found guilty of 11 ethics violations. A bipartisan panel of his House colleagues reached the verdict on the charges ranging from failing to report rental income from a villa in the Dominican Republic to using a rent-regulated apartment in Manhattan as a campaign office. At a street corner in the heart of his Harlem district, New Yorkers had a variety of reactions. 55-year-old Khadija Shakur voted for Rangel in the past, but says she wouldn't again. You know, when he was living in the Lenox Terrace for cheap, and people can't afford their $1,200 a month apartment, you know, it's not fair what he's been doing. What goes around comes around. That's universal law. But Troy Taylor, a 47-year-old who lives in the Bronx, says Wrangell's misconduct shouldn't overshadow his accomplishments. He's been a congressman for like over 40 years. That's a long time, so he must be doing something right. He just happened to get his hand caught in a cookie jar one time too many. The full ethics committee will come up with a recommended punishment, maybe as soon as this week, and it will be voted on by the full House of Representatives in order to take effect. Most likely punishments are full House censure, or perhaps a denial of House privileges. Elected officials and supporters of the James Zadroga 9-11 health bill are hoping to sway some Republicans. They spent yesterday fanning out across Capitol Hill looking for senators to cross party lines in what's expected to be a close vote in the coming weeks for the multi-billion dollar package. Senator Charles Schumer says the bill to aid Ground Zero, rescue and recovery workers sickened to Ground Zero should pass. The very core of America is at stake, that when those in wartime who volunteer and risk their lives to help us do it, we don't turn our backs on them. Republicans have said it would cost too much money and could cover people whose health problems have nothing to do with 9-11 and its aftermath. The bill passed the House in September, and advocates fear it may fare worse in January's new Congress. Russian arms trafficking suspect Victor Boot landed last night at Stewart Air National Guard Base in Newburgh, New York, after being extradited from Thailand. Boot's extradition follows a bruising diplomatic tug-of-war between the U.S. and Russia that could jeopardize cooperation on arms control, nuclear weapons curbs, and the war in Afghanistan. Boot is a wealthy air cargo executive nicknamed the Merchant of Death by his critics. He is accused of arming failed states and insurgents across the Third World since the 1990s, he was arrested in 2008 in a sting operation led by U.S. narcotics agents. Boot says he's a legitimate businessman, and Russian diplomats had asked Thailand to release him. Wall Street is on track to earn more than $19 billion in profit, making 2010 the industry's fourth most profitable year in three decades. A new report by the New York State Comptroller's Office says, while the profits are significant, they're down nearly 70 percent from last year's record. WNYC's Lisa Chow reports. Wall Street is making less in profit than it did last year, but matching what it made before the financial crisis. And the Comptroller's report says that even though the bonus pool for employees is expected to be smaller this year, because financial firms have cut thousands of jobs, the average bonus per employee may actually be bigger. Last year, the average Wall Street wage was $311,000, down 20 percent from the previous year, but still five times higher than the average wage of other private sector workers. For WNYC, I'm Lisa Chow. Archbishop Timothy Dolan has become the top Catholic figure in the United States. In a move that caught even seasoned church watchers off guard, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops elected Dolan its new president. Fordham University professor Terrence Tilley says Dolan's election makes perfect sense. Everybody likes him and trusts him. And I mean this is no disrespect whatsoever. He's a glad-handed Irishman of the first water. The sitting vice president of the conference, Gerald Kikanis, was expected to get the nod, but he was seen as too liberal by many in the increasingly conservative body. Dolan can be expected to play an important role in introducing a new translation of the Holy Mass next year and in shaping policy on issues such as abortion, the death penalty, and gay marriage. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie killed the ARC tunnel twice, but the idea of a trans-Hudson River transit tunnel won't die. Now Mayor Bloomberg is looking at bringing the subway to New Jersey by extending the number 7 line to Secaucus. The project would run about half the price of the Arc Tunnel and would ease congestion and reduce carbon emissions, but it might not offer the same time-saving benefits as the Arc and is far from being a reality. City Hall officials are stressing the project is at a very early stage and say they haven't spoken to Governor-elect Andrew Cuomo, the MTA, or Governor Christie. The Bloomberg administration began developing the idea after it became clear that Christie would be returning $3 billion to the federal government, but it's unclear whether that money would be available to such a project or how the city would pay for another $2.3 billion in costs. Taking a look at today's calendar, House Democrats will vote on whether to keep outgoing Speaker Nancy Pelosi as their leader, while Republicans will formally nominate John Boehner to replace Pelosi come January. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton releases the 2010 International Religious Freedom Report and also joins Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chair John Kerry and Ranking Member Dick Lugar to brief the press on the need for the Senate to approve the new Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty with Russia. Economic reports out today include October's Housing Starts and Consumer Price Index. In New York, the winners of this year's National Book Awards will be announced. And former Vice President Al Gore hosts an online town hall education summit called Math, Science and the Future of Our Nation at a Lower East Side public school. Just a few of the things happening this Wednesday. Mayor Bloomberg's choice of publishing executive Kathy Black as the next school's chancellor dominated last night's meeting of the Panel for Educational Policy. It was the first public forum for parents, politicians, and teachers to discuss Black's appointments since the mayor named her last week. WNYC's Beth Fertig has more.
0: The latest controversy was about who should ask the state for the waiver allowing Kathy Black to serve as chancellor. For that, here's a little background. Because she doesn't have the proper education credentials, Black needs a waiver stating that she has other extraordinary qualifications. Mayor Bloomberg has said he'll submit a request for such a waiver soon, citing her vast managerial experience. That request will then be reviewed by the state's education commissioner. But at last night's meeting, Manhattan Borough President Scott Stringer wanted a more public vetting process of a woman he said has been sheltered by City Hall for the past week.
1: The mayor's handlers are treating her like Dan Quayle. It's like a vice presidential pick that they're becoming embarrassed about, and I don't think they should approach it that way. I think she's talented. I think she's got a great record in her career, and I think she should be before parents and students and elected officials and say, this is what I'm about.
0: To force things out in the open, Stringer's appointee to the Panel for Educational Policy, Patrick Sullivan, introduced a resolution last night calling for the panel to ask for the waiver. Even though the 13-member body is controlled by the mayor's appointees, he said this proposal would ensure a more public process than having the waiver request come straight from Bloomberg. That proposal was soundly defeated on the grounds that it wasn't necessary— But it did provide an opportunity for public comment. More than 100 people attended the meeting at Brooklyn Technical High School, including many who were upset about blacks' selection. From what we've seen so far, we don't trust this woman to oversee our child's educational future. Brooklyn parent Laura Curran said she understood the mayor's argument that a good manager is needed during a time of budget cuts. But the person I want overseeing those cutbacks and the inevitable crisis is somebody who's committed fundamentally to education and to educational principles. Curran's comments were echoed by other parents, two city council members, and several teachers, including some who wrote a rap song calling themselves the real reformers. We're the real reformers, yes, the real reformers. All you other team Thank you. Outgoing Schools Chancellor Joel Klein defended the mayor's selection of black. I think people need to understand this is
1: really a critical leadership and management challenge, and you need to assemble a team. There's, nobody brings everything to the table, but I think she brings a lot of the things this department needs. I have great
0: confidence in her. But that confidence might not be enough. The person ultimately in charge of appointing black is State Education Commissioner David Steiner. He'll have to decide if her managerial experience is is solid enough to overcome her lack of education credentials. Both Klein and his predecessor, Harold Levy, were granted waivers, but Klein had worked in the public sector with the U.S. Justice Department and also taught in the city's schools. Levy was a member of the Board of Regents. Levy says Steiner has a real dilemma in deciding whether Black is qualified under the statute. If he says she does, and it truly is the case that she has had no contact in education, he pretty much cuts the statute. Making it easier for districts across the state to pick leaders with no educational experience. And Steiner may be reluctant to do that as a former dean of the Hunter College School of Education. But Levy notes that in New York City, the mayor now controls the schools. Today, the chancellor really is another commissioner. He's an appointee of the mayor, and the mayor's responsible for what he does. I don't think the mayor ought to be constrained in who he can appoint, I think we ought to hold him accountable if he appoints somebody who's not qualified. The mayor is expected to submit a request for a waiver this week. Education Commissioner Steiner will then appoint a panel of experts to decide if Black is as qualified as Bloomberg believes. For WNYC, I'm Beth Fertig.
1: The much-maligned genre of jazz fusion emerged in the 70s and 80s as a blend of rock and jazz, and it's left quite a mixed legacy. Uh, Whether you loved it or hated it, there's no doubt that the Mahavishnu Orchestra was one of the genre's most important groups. Guitarist John McLaughlin founded it in 1971. Today it survives as the Mahavishnu Project and is led by drummer Greg Bendian. Mahavishnu Project performs Jeff Beck's music tonight at Iridium. To download this track for free, stop by our culture site. Just click on culture at WNYC.org. You can learn more about all the stories you heard here, download more podcasts, and go in depth with our reporters on the news blog. It's all at our website, WNYC.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day, as well as on the air at 93.9 FM and AM 820. From the WNYC newsroom, I'm Isaac Davey Aronson. Have a great day.